In theory, we are on the interwebs. Good evening, and welcome to a very serious Dungeons and Dragons game, <laughs> where no one is ever silly, and we take this game as very serious interactions between very serious characters, all of which happen to be tiny chaos lizards on the moon. Hello! Totally serious. Hello, welcome to Pack Tactics Season 3. I'll be your DM for the evening. My name is Crash. Tonight, joining me are a bunch of awesome people, including Ellie, Eo, Jen, Cindy. I saw Archbeth hanging out briefly, um, but apparently Firefox needed an upgrade. So that's always fun. And uh, blame Mo. why do you always have to blame Mo? <laughs> <laughs> Mo's not even in this campaign that you're aware of. <laughs> Well, I mean, Firefox works for him. Oh, there we go. I mean, <laughs> on occasion, Firefox has been known to have to do some errands for Mo, and I will go on record and say that Mo has his fingers in a lot of pies right now. However, you don't need to blame Mo for every bad thing that occurs. <laughs> it's like blaming everything on the devil. That's that's not always going to be the cause. <laughs> and I, I will hear no arguments about how that was a very apt so metaphor. Out? Technically, it was a simile, but never mind. Met similes are like metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We're off the rails. We didn't even get started yet. <laughs> well, similes are like metaphors is one of my all-time favorite puns. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yes. <laughs> also helps me remember the difference between similes and metaphors. Because I have a mind like a steel trap. It's rusted shut. Uh, with that said... Now that I've referenced my inability to remember things well, <laughs> what happened last time? Oh, my. I made a robot. Yeah, a little one. His name is Mr. Pointy. And then so, you sent Mr. Pointy out into the world. Uh-huh. So we talked to Sniv. We did not tell Sniv how we got to or out of the astral plane. I think we, we told him how we got there. Okay, yeah. I, I, I think they figured that out when your bag of holding was gone, but... How we got back, that's... We filed that under problems for later. I, I believe Sniv heard up to the point where Chroma said one, and Sniv looked and saw that Chroma's bag of holding was no longer in Chroma's possession, and said, that's one, and then Sniv did some basic arithmetic, and said, oh, that's how you got to the astral plane. One bag of holding plus one extra-dimensional perfume storage kit equals zero of either of those things and a lot more nothing. <laughs> it was kind of more Axe body spray than perfume, but yes. Oh, no. I mean, there is no such thing as Axe body spray in my reality because I want it to be a happy place. <laughs> it, everything is sunshine, rainbows, and also invasions by Tiamat and occasionally a Tarrasque wandering around. And an undead elithid that tries to steal the moon. But besides that, it's all sunshine and happiness. <laughs> then we found out that the giants that were throwing rocks were... They had all retreated to the same general location. And we made the very wise decision to go check up on them. Yes, and one straggler that was behind the main group saw your ship flying because I rolled high on a perception check, higher than a particular stealth check that was made. And... Uh, Rock goes smashy, smashy. So yeah, we now have half a ship. That, no, no, no. 
you have a fraction of a ship to be sure, but it's very optimistic to say that you had half. It was damaged before part of it got ripped off, but yes. Uh, However, the good news is a helm will fly anything it's attached to, so it didn't matter so far as mobility. Actually, you moved a bit faster with the rest of the ship torn off. It's just not something you'd want to take outside of an atmosphere right now. And Zenosha lost her poor mushrooms. Well, you say lost, I say replanted over a wide area. (laughs) Be free, mushrooms! Be free! (laughs) You can go out and harvest them later and say they're wild. I mean, they are short enough that they they are going to be in the oxygen. Yep. Yes, they will. Um, But we ended the last session with the party deciding to go back to base and regroup. After Chroma made Mr. Pointy to go and do some scouting while you were away. So we are going to pick up tonight's episode with what's left of the Red Star, which is more of a... Okay, so it was made to look like a dragonfly. You have the head of a dragonfly sort of haphazardly flying in to land in front of the Cobalt Moon Base occasional bits are falling off as you go and there might be an obligatory smoke trail coming out of something because i think aesthetically that fits with the theme even though i don't know what would be causing the smoke at this point oh that was mine i mean i'm not always going to blame everything on chroma (laughs) (laughs) but if you want to take the credit for that you know that that is okay i i will yes and that and you come in for a landing and The kobolds that were there trying to do damage control for the ships that were already there, the various angel ships that were all the same design, yours was the one ship that was something that was incredibly different, have all stopped what they're doing and they're just staring at what's left of your ship. It turns out sometimes cloud giants are really good at telling where you are even when you're invisible. And then they throw rocks at you. So the rocks really hurt. So you still have a, a working cloaking device on what's left of that? I don't know. Pretty sure. Okay, well that means that we have one working cloaking device. And the helm. Oh, we got a few working helms. It's just most of the cloaking devices were, uh, well, they weren't <gasps> damaged, but their connection to the ships was damaged. So they work, but, um, and the kobold currently is holding a contraption in his hands. Uh, it takes two hands for him to hold it, but... He sort of moves one hand a little bit and shifts his weight so he can still be holding it. He says, well, take a look. And he presses a button and the device he's holding turns invisible. So they work, but um, only on themselves. Hmm. So if we want some really expensive, invisible artillery shells, we've got them. Interesting. That was, by the way, a joke. Please do not fire our cloaking devices anywhere. <laughs> we don't know how to make them yet. All right. Just a thought. I mean, next time the giants throw something at us, we'll have something to throw back. But Don't you have a hammer for that? Kind of small. Yeah, yeah. I was told I couldn't throw it recently. So. Why not? Your, your hammer is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But uh, I could turn invisible and you could throw me. That seems ill-advisable for an entire library's worth of reasons. Right. Oh my gosh, I mean, a fastball I... special <laughs> yeet attack with yeah, Chroma as the artillery. Exactly. I, I mean, mean technically Chroma has an AC before. of yes. <laughs> True. 
true. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't help with falling damage. No, no, it doesn't mitigate falling damage at all. I believe you have a jetpack, however. Yes. However, I can't do it and being invisible at the same time, so I'd have to briefly not be invisible to turn on the jetpack. Also, if you use your jetpack to mitigate the falling damage, then I would argue that you're also mitigating the impact damage of being a fastball special. I was thinking less impact damage and more. I would like to be over there where the things that need to be gotten rid of are. That is a strategy. And <laughs> Liam is somewhat worried. Point. So, um, you want us to put your ship on the list of things to repair? Um, yes, but... We're also okay. going to try to kill the giants. Yeah, I'm right. not sure repair is quite the right word anymore. Well, I was going to ask where it is. Uh, not really sure. JR we points. Oh, good. Somebody knows. That way. We, we were mid-flight when we got hit with a rock, so yeah, the ship's going to be like fragments. Just, and just also look that for way. where there's suddenly a bunch of wild mushrooms. And also That's that way. Place. And a bit over that way. Mr. Pointy's only going to run for eight hours, so we should probably get moving back the way we came so that we'll be there and I can go collect him and wake him up again. Oh, that sounds like an excellent plan. Uh, who's Mr. Pointy? Mr. Pointy's a robot. He was a useless tool, but now he's a robot. Yep. Chroma makes stuff. It's what they do. Well, I know. That's why I got Chroma that tool as a gift the other day. And everyone is totally silent after that statement. Like, what? <laughs> you know what? As a DM, I'm going to say that's canon and incredibly awkward. Yeah. Just, huh? Okay. Sure. It's all right. I have a lot of tools. I'm sure it's not the one I used to make Mr. Pointy. Right. I'm I'm sure. I'm, uh, I'm just going to put my invisible cloaking device down and go and try to fix a ship. And they put the invisible cloaking device down and walk away. And about five seconds later, another kobold trips over it. Um, I should figure out how to turn that off. I'll try to turn that off before we lose it. Well, we'll find <laughs> it. It'll be another kobold tripping over it every time somebody comes by, you know. Another kobold comes over and trips over it. <laughs> yeah, there are now see? two kobolds on the, fl- on the ground holding their knees. That's how you find it. I was an adventurer like you and didn't know this happened. <laughs> If I had my bag of holdings still, I could reach in and take out one of those orange cones and put it on top, but I don't have my bag of holding anymore, so the orange cones are all over the astral plane. One of them comes over with an orange can of spray paint and spray paints the cloaking device. The spray paint immediately disappears when it hits the cloaking device. Hey, I wonder how um, much space it takes uh, occupied to register it as something that's part of it instead of something... You know what? That's a problem for later. That's a later problem. Right now we have a recon problem. Right. Which is the name of tonight's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. Oh, wow. Well, I figured you were going to want to revisit Mr. Pointy, so it made total sense. Oh, yeah, that's true. And and since the last episode was reactions, I figured let's go with, with an alliteration theme. I wonder what the next episode will be called. Possibly retaliation. Who knows? So this is the point where you tell me what you're going to do. I made a suggestion. I'm waiting for everyone else to decide whether I'm allowed to make suggestions or not. <laughs> well, you can make them. I mean... That's an out-of-context quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you only have Mr. Pointy for eight hours, so yeah. Heading yeah, back I'll... to that crater where we left him. 
Let's Seems go. like the best course of action. Go find him. See what. Uh... Do you um want a different ship or a ship? You have one that works. Oh, uh, we got a few. We, they really? just don't have working cloaking devices. Mm. Oh, that should be fine for us, because I think, as we discovered last time, flying over the giant's heads is not a strong suit. So, I say we take the ship, we'll take it back to the crater where we're pretty sure they don't know we're from, and then do the rest on foot once we have a better idea of what Mr. Pointy finds. I think that's a good idea. Okay, um, which ship you want us to take? Well, um, this one over here is um, intact enough that you can fly it outside of the atmosphere if you need to. And uh, it's got a weapon. Tell me more about a weapon. So, um, what do you know about a trebuchet? I've heard of them. Don't think I've used one. Well, this one's mounted on the bottom, which is kind of weird, but I guess it was designed to fire when it's not in a gravity well. Hmm. All right. That's kind of interesting. It's a bit more powerful than a catapult. Well, more power is good. Yeah, the Red Star used to have a ballista. Yeah, not the same, but maybe we'll find it out there. (laughs) I don't know if it'd be still intact, but we could bring it back, let these guys work on it, maybe. Also really good for emergency evacuations, provided you are not close to the ground. Huh? Yeah. Well, craters are a thing. Yeah. And now there's more of them. Yes, there are more of them. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You just have to, like, flip the ship over to use it. No, no. If no? if you're not firing kobolds with it, you can leave it as it is. All right. Cool. I want to examine this weapon, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, the trebuchet is actually not visible from the outside. There is a button that you have to press to open a hatch that allows the trebuchet to fire out, but otherwise is entirely internally mounted. Uh, on one of the wings. Apparently there was a matching one on the other side, but that one got smashed. And as you take a look at the ship, give me an investigation check, Chroma. All right. Let's see if Sidekick is awake. 24. Okay. Well, there are some parts of the ship that appear to be held together with some type of um, rubber-coated cloth that is coated on one side with a very strong adhesive. But for the most part, it looks like the ship is ship shape. Just just don't touch that part there, and don't move that part there that's load-bearing. It wasn't supposed to be, but it is now. I have a feeling duct tape's a pretty common cobalt engineering tool. I can see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. No ducks were harmed. I used web with one, or at least I'm pretty sure artificers get web, and if it doesn't involve duct tape, it should. Yeah. (laughs) No ducks were killed in the repairing of this ship. There, there was actually one that was injured, but he was asking for it. He was really mean. Oh, Webb's not there. Was his name Howard? It should be. No, we told him he'd have to pay for the extra damages he did. He said to put it on his bill, (laughs) and then he waddled away. All right. So I particularly love that we're about twenty minutes in, and we're just now having you begin to leave. (laughs) Uh-huh. It's not like we were just awkwardly paused for the entire time. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, there was actual conversation. There, there are people who would argue that we had not been playing D and D yet, but I will disagree. This was <laughs> this, this is... is peak D and D. Oh yeah, totally. Um, where everything is very serious all the time, <laughs> as I have stated, and I am not, uh-huh. in fact, watching a Howard the Duck wrestling 
GIF. <laughs> <laughs> Except that I'm totally watching a Howard the Duck wrestling GIF. That that is um that that is old Howard the Duck too. That's not the Guardians of the Galaxy version. Right. Yeah, right. and that's quack food, not wrestling. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's, it, I had it, to get in still, that quack foo. It, it's still wire foo. It, it's it's still rising up in the air and doing a flip, defying all laws of physics. Um, Jet Li has nothing on this. But moving forward, which is what your ship is doing, you are very easily able to fly over to where you left Mr. Pointy. Mr. Pointy is um, not there, but this whole thing took less than three hours because it was an hour flight over. You had that conversation, which lasted longer than you wanted it to, and then an hour flight back. So you've, you've got some time to kill before Mr. Pointy comes back. Well, yeah, before Mr. Pointy comes back. I'm pretty sure I told him to come back. Oh, you told him to go. Certain. Well, yes, but he works for eight hours. So did you tell him to come right back? Mm, no. I mean, I can't remember. I think I can't I remember told either. him to go find the giants, observe where the giants were and what they were doing, and then sneak back. I did not set a time limit on the observing, so he's probably going to observe for most of eight hours. Okay. As I said, you have some time to kill. And I appreciate that I have managed to put the duck song in LFA's head, playing at four times speed on loop. I vote we take a short rest. I don't think we have the time for a long rest, but I think we have time for a short rest. Sounds prudent. Easily time for a short rest. It's a shame that none of you are warlocks because then you'd be ready to go with everything. <laughs> All right, so we are hitting the short rest button, yes? Yes, and make sure to uncheck the reset hit points button because that's okay, what causes is, problems for some it people. It is currently unchecked. Then don't worry about And it looks like Chroma is restoring some hit points. Okay. Right. Yep, it worked. Okay, so your short rest goes on and then... There is a tap, tap, tapping at the door. Neat! That must be Mr. Pointy. Hope so. Probably not a giant. JR opens the door and waves. Is it Mr. Pointy? Mr. Pointy slowly comes up the stairs and bows in front of you. Chroma picks up Mr. Pointy and goes, All right, how'd it go? Did you give Mr. Pointy a voice? Uh, maybe? That is such a wonderful answer. (laughs) Mr. Pointy is going to communicate an interpretive dance, isn't he? Um, Okay, 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 okay. I have have tools to build my turrets. I can salvage a turret voice box real quick, and um, hopefully before Mr. Pointy has to be reactivated. Mr. Pointy hops down onto the ground and starts tapping with one clawed foot at an, a very rapid pace. There's, It's not technically a pattern because patterns repeat, but there is something... It's, well, it's not a rhythm either because rhythms are patterns used to create the illusion of motion, but never mind about oh, that. Oh, Morse code! It, it is some type of code. We're all for knowing Morse code, I guess. <laughs> There's no way Zax would know this. Mr. Appointee says there are a lot of big purple things. Oh, Wow. JR knows this. Cool. What oh, cool, JR. Is this like some things? robot language? We usually find that description to be offensive, but it is a type of binary, yes. 
Oh, I'm supposed to mentally command Tiny Serpent, so that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> you know, it's in character for Chroma to have forgotten this in a rush to give Mr. Pointy a voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, th- this is also why I was asking, because I honestly didn't know how you communicated with Mr. Pointy. Oh, wow. Okay, so, um, what, can you, Mr. Pointy, can you tell, I guess, JR, uh, what the purple things are? Well, is, is the communication two-way, or is it just Chroma can order Mr. Pointy telepathically? I have no idea. Zach doesn't either, so that's why Zach is <laughs> talking well, to the then thing. this is... Then this is going to be our interim what we're doing until we have more information, which is fine. It does not look like Mr. Pointy has any languages listed in his stat block. Well, because machines have to have some kind of language, I'm still going to yes and and say Mr. Pointy knows binary. So I'm going to say JR knows binary because JR is a Warforged. Right. Um, Apparently they're is significantly more than 256 giants. Mr. Pointy wow. is not calling them giants, but very large things that can step on Mr. Pointy is an adequate translation. Okay. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot of giants. Well, we, the, we were almost killed by one. Mr. Pointy apparently was not set to have signed integers for some counting, so when Mr. Pointy realized the number had reset back to one, Mr. Pointy stopped. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot of giant. Did they Mr. appear to Pointy be building a large structure. Oh! Oh! That's oh. not great! Is it a weapon? Lots of walls. Mr. Pointy could not see over them. Probably fortifications? Um. There was also a single structure built on top of a cloud. Oh, boy. It did that's not bad. appear large enough to hold the number of giants that were on the ground. We may have a nuke it from orbit situation developing. Which is probably why they attacked all our ships. We couldn't do that. I would advise against nuking the moon. Most of my friends are on it. Good point. Hmm. What do we have that's big enough to take out the army of cloud giants? There's like 300 of them. I don't think we do have anything. We do not know that. We know there are more than 256. I'm rounding up. It might be higher. It might be higher. All right, so we're too small to amass an army ourselves because a lot of kobolds, I think, were sent down to surface. Down Most there, of the so. ones that were sent down were not combat ready. Right, they were right. support roles. So, okay, so we have some combat ready kobolds here, but it's not going to be enough. I mean, they repelled the initial attack, but I'm pretty sure that was ninety percent. Yeah, what's your old character's name? I'm suddenly blanking. Zeely. Zeely. Yeah, I- I'm pretty sure 90% of the reason we were able to repel them before was because we had a Zeely. I have in my memory banks many of the chronicles that were recorded by Marwise and Aldane. In many of them, when one side had an army and the other side did not have as large an army, they usually resorted to a ragtag band of adventurers. Which is us. That brings us back to us. Alright. Common strategy was to go and find the leader and deal with them that way. In some cases, there were politics. In other cases, there were epic battles. 
politics. In one particular case, there was a significant number of jelly beans. I do not quite understand if that was a metaphor or not. Hmm. No, All but... my jelly beans went to the astral plane and probably don't exist anymore. Do you have inspiration? Because I should have given it to you several times tonight. And Jen as well. I did not. I did mm. not have inspiration. Okay. I didn't have it either. Yes. Well, both of your characters currently have inspiration because both, <laughs> both of you have made me laugh out loud tonight. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said, but that's okay. <laughs> it, it was... You know what? I'm, I'm blanking on it, too. It was too. shelling things with the hammer. Oh, yeah. No, no, it was no, 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 it was more recent than that. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll figure it out later. It's recorded. I'll remember it when I'm editing and go, oh, yeah, yeah. that's what they said. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, but talking to the leader, that's it's not a bad idea. And Can we send Possibly the only one we have left. I mean, Sniv's a politician, right? Send Sniv in, talk to their leader. Sniv is a politician, but I don't think Sniv is a diplomat. Oh, do I get to do diplomacy again? Uh, maybe? I don't know. I'm I have been so informed that. that the last time Sniv was sent to be a diplomat, relations got worse. Well, that's not Yeah, that's scans. Mm-hmm. All right. I believe I was told by Zeely there were choice words. Sounds like Zeely, yeah, okay. Hmm. And very little laughter, which is unusual. Oh, that sounds terrifying. It was. I am flame resistant, but only resistant. Wow. Okay. Also, um, it's not considered to be a staff that JR has where he is resistant in the mechanical sense. <laughs> I'm just appreciating that, um, that that was all a reference to a thing that actually canonically happened in another campaign. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> You know me by now. I love referencing other campaigns. Um, Neri, what do you think? Hmm. You're the one flying the ship, after all. Well, I don't want to fly it into cloud giant territory again. It's got to be something. If we go in, we're going to have to go in on foot. I agree. Perhaps if we get on everyone's shoulders and find a large enough trench coat, we can pretend we are a clown giant. (laughs) Well, how smart are they? (laughs) I don't know. I have no Cloud idea. Cloud giants are do. known to be spellcasters. Oh, okay. So just hope that they're charisma-based spellcasters. I guess, yeah. Uh... Narrative voice, they are not charisma-based spellcasters. <laughs> no, but I, I, I say we approach them. We'll maybe even hold our hands up to kind of, I don't know, is there some sort of universal parlay or flag or anything like Traditionally, that? Traditionally, I think it's a blank white flag. Do they know that, though? There's no such thing as parlay because the French don't exist in this world. <laughs> okay. You know what? That's valid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about nuking from orbit a moment ago, so apparently right, the Aliens right. franchise exists. <laughs> Technically, you're the one who brought that up, so you have yes and the Aliens franchise into this world. <laughs> so when, when the I Queen mean, Alien appears, we can blame it on you. Considering we already encountered a Discworld parody. I'm very proud of Discworld I think it is highly likely that there's... You could have spent another four or five sessions in that Discworld. I had the content. (laughs) I kind of hope we go back someday. Maybe. Does anybody know what 
Cloud Giant's weaknesses are? Uh, I can make an Arcana check. I mean, okay. yes, you can make an Arcana check. <laughs> 23? And roll again, because you don't know much about Cloud Giants. That's valid. <laughs> okay, um, so 23, because the second one was a nat 20. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, <clears throat> here's the limitation. You have suggested making an Arcana check to learn about Cloud Giants. So, based on one? your... Based on your understanding of magic, your thoughts are, well, we could have counterspells ready because they're innate spellcasters. We've learned this much from talking with the kobold refugees that escaped from the cloud giants originally. Um, Spells or machines that affect gravity might assist with the rocks that they like to throw. Also, elemental summoning. If only you knew a kobold wizard that had a penchant for summoning elementals, uh, turning those rocks they'd like to throw into elementals and have them throw themselves back. A reverse yeet, if you will. Or tea. <laughs> that, I don't think that'll catch on. No. Hmm. Uh, there's also the idea of if you have a very fast ship with some rope and a grappling hook and you go around their legs very, very fast... All my rope got destroyed by the astral plane. Yeah. Um, JR goes can... over to a cabinet and opens it, and there's about 200 <laughs> feet of rope in there. Wow. Oh, neat. JR closes the cabinet, and you see on the cabinet door it says rope storage. Useful. Right, Stocked by so... Deus et Machina. <laughs> I think they spelled this person's last name wrong. I've seen it before. Hmm. I mean, we could try well, that, but it's going to be slow going because you can only do one at a time. Okay, let's file that under plan Q, and we still need to come up with the plans A, B, C, D, etc. <laughs> I really only mentioned it for the Star Wars reference, which Cindy then posted the appropriate GIF. Right, right. <clears throat> which is what I expected. Hmm. Well, we're too small to like take down. I mean, we don't have an army like they do, and we also a lot smaller, so we yeah. can't like... Counterspell is not on the artificer spell list. We took down one cloud giant very easily when they invaded with the elves. That's one. We have we over did. 256 of them. We also, did. where are the elves? Mr. Yeah, Pointy. Yeah, I'd like to know that too. Mr. Pointy looks back at JR when JR asked this and they look over at Proma. And then they raise up the the first two legs they have and just give this... Because this is a small machine, I can only describe it as an adorable shrug. <laughs> okay, so either so the elves are the gone elves or... You just delivered the cloud giants. Because if the elves didn't deliver the cloud giants, then they'd have a big cloud here, not a small cloud, probably. And also the cloud giants and elves were working together. I think the ships were... Elf ships, not giant clouds. So, so probably the elves delivered the cloud giants, and then the elves went away again somewhere. But they can't leave the crystal sphere. So they're here somewhere. They probably sent a strike team down to fix the can't leave thing. So there are elves around here somewhere. Okay. And um, oh, 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 diplomacy. I think we know what the cloud giants want, and we can't give it to them because we have a bunch of people who escaped from them. And we can't really just give them back. That would be wrong. So we should find out what the elves want. Um. Okay. Right? So 
That's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So. I've been trying to pay attention more. I think you and got it's, it. It's working, but I, I do want to counter that I doubt the cloud giants are here about their lost tribe of kobolds. I mean, not to hate on ourselves too much, but races like giants generally don't pay that much attention to us. And I doubt they'd mount an offensive like this just for kobolds. I mean, keep in mind, we caught a group of people heading to the Crystal Sphere who seem to know something about the weird smoke. We have to assume they know something. Zenosha, you're making a lot of good points. Give me an insight check. Uh, I rolled an eight on the die for a total of 16. I'm a wisdom-based character, but sometimes the dice hate me. Well, Um, sometimes... Sometimes a 15 is the target number. Oh. oh. Matter of fact, 15 is a very common target number, as recommended in the DM's guide. Um, so you have put two and two together and gotten a number that was not fish. <laughs> there was only one cloud mentioned by Mr. Pointy. One cloud that was clearly not large enough, even to Mr. Pointy, who can't count higher than 256 because it's a binary number. Um, It wasn't large enough to carry all the cloud giants that Mr. Pointy was able to see. The elves, as you've deduced, probably had to help ferry them here. So if the cloud giants were able to come in such force, but didn't have enough clouds to bring with them, maybe it's extremely hard for them to make clouds that can hold structures that they can control the flight of. That is a good point. We're not sure how to do that ourselves. Considering the kobolds as a whole haven't figured out how to make more angel ships yet, they've been repairing the ones they found in cold storage. Right. The only ship you had that was built from scratch was the Red Star. Was. Right. Okay. Now, there might be a matter of honor involved, where they're like, well, you embarrassed us, so we're going to come after you. But from a practical standpoint... It might be that they want that cloud back that Ingen Svart brought with him because maybe they can't replace it. Interesting. Well, if we can talk them into going away just by giving them their cloud back, then I'd say that's worth a shot. But we do need to talk to them first and confirm that's what they're after. Hmm. And also, would you be able to convince Ingen to give it to you? All right, all right. So hmm. what are we doing now? Because I'm hearing a lot of different plans and I'm already confused. We're trying to figure out if we should go in there and try to tell them that we can give them their cloud back as long as we keep the kobolds that stole it. And um, we're trying to figure out if we could get Gen to want to give the cloud away in exchange for his people being safe and um we don't know okay. because we're not him and we're not the cloud giants right, and right. but what if okay maybe he'll go with that plan i have no idea i don't know him well enough but if that happens and we go with that plan and we give them the cloud how do we know that they're not going to just attack us anyway that's smart you're being smart you learn Thank things you. as a barbarian, you know? I mean, you got to be tactical. you got to plan ahead about what your enemy might do. Sometimes you uh, figure stuff out before you get everybody killed. And sometimes you ask to get, bring the ship closer so you can throw your hammer out the door. Oh, I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I still think we should figure out what the elves are doing. 
I feel like the elves are the the bit of the thing that's where there's something in the gears and now it's making a noise and you don't know why. Well, the people who attacked us were roughly in two groups: the ones throwing the rocks and the ones in the ships. And the ones in the, the ships. The ones in the ships were probably elves. Yeah. Because right, and they're they they're s- clearly working together enough to to want to attack together on foot. So probably a smaller number of them than the giants too. Oh yeah, if they brought the giants here, there's going to be fewer of them because all the giants are here building things. Right, and they can't leave. We could probably take out the elves. My, my concern is that if they have the ships and they retreated in the ships, then how are we going to track something like that? I mean, they could have flown off back to Circulus and be anywhere on the planet at this point. Neri, do you know... Um, I'm waiting for Chroma to finish their question. If there's... A good way to track where ships might have gone? I don't think so, but we could ask the wizard that built the Red Star. Hmm. Fatal Punch is on vacation. Yeah. Would he be happy to have us interrupt him? I don't think he would. I don't know. I just get the feeling he wouldn't want to be interrupted. I think you're probably Doesn't right. mean we can't do Wait. it, but I mean, you know. Wait, I thought Fiddle Punch was an artificer, too. I think he is. Technically, Fiddle Punch is an artificer, but if a character thinks that he's a wizard, I'm not going to correct the character because I, the DM, am not really there. Right. right. Well, I mean, you know. Also, I have never statted Fiddle Punch. Ah, okay. Fiddle oh, wait, Punch I shouldn't might have admitted be a that. wizard artificer. <laughs> For all we know. That's the phrase, though. It's like, you know, um, sufficient enough technology is indistinguishable from magic. So, either way, you're right. I mean, that describes artificers in general, yes. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't get that phrase right, but you get the idea. It's close enough for government Close work. enough. All right. I like to think about it as using sufficiently advanced technology to tap into the amb- ambient magic in the air. I mean, metaphorical air. It doesn't require literal air or else, well, then we'd have a problem in space. Smash cut to the orc lands, where an orc goes up to a wizard and says, I cast punch. <laughs> 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 Smash cut back to characters that actually have names. <laughs> okay. Do we have any defenses against the elves other than me killing them, basically? I mean, like, do they have magic? The ones that we fought, did they... I can't remember. I was fighting the giant that I didn't know was a giant. It. Um, they shrunk a giant down to their size. They probably that, have magic. Is it magic or is it technology? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they had a... A wizard or a sorcerer or a warlock or someone, and they had someone who was healing people, so they've probably got spellcasters. Okay. Hmm. I do not wish to stereotype, but elves predominantly are known for having magical qualities. Right. Okay. There's still probably less of them than the giants, but yeah, it depends on what spells they do. What the heck have you shared? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's Stephen Colbert cosplaying and I am off fairly as certain you are right. That yeah, that I looks like Stephen Colbert dresses Legolas. Think, mm-hmm. I don't think a bow's a musical instrument. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe he there took a is level a, in bard. There is a bow that is part of a musical instrument, but that's not <laughs> how he's using it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it's fitting considering how much of a Lord of the Rings nerd. Uh, Stephen Colbert is, but we digress again. Yes. 
I have sent the message. Cindy, bringer of distracting gifts. <laughs> we value you and appreciate your friendship. I have sent a message to my father. He has returned that Fiddle Punch is technically on vacation, but is on vacation at his tower. Hmm. So is that a no or a yes or a both? Might be a both. Fiddle Punch assisted with my construction, at least some of the blueprints. I think he would understand. Yeah, just, Are we asking mm, him about again? I forgot. Tracking the ships. Yeah. Oh, right. Also po- possibly <laughs> repairing and or building a new ship for us. Oh, he's I would suggest. Mad. Yeah. He that's... seems to like building things. He does, but I don't think he likes it when we break them. I mean, I guess we technically didn't break it. He he likes building new things, I think. He he gets bored if we keep asking him to rebuild the same thing. Yeah, I think he said that about the, uh, yeah. He likes interesting problems, not problems he's already solved once or twice. Yeah, okay. Um... Well, how do, how do we track spaceships? That's That's a problem I don't think he's solved yet, so worth a shot, just... Who's going to tell him about the Red Star? Not it. Oh. I may have already shared this information with my father. Okay. That answers that question, then. Um... It is possible that my father has not told Fiddle Punch they are not in the same location, but also my father is able to send communications to more than one person over a long distance, so, okay. so good excuses go... might need to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Also, we've been playing for about an hour, so what do you say we take a short break <laughs> and when we return, you will be landing a ship next to where Fiddle Punch is relaxing with an umbrella and a smaller umbrella inside a drink. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll be right back. We are back, and for the record, it was either my fault or my cat's fault. We can share the blame, if you prefer. No, I will not tell you what the reason is for the blame. So, we return to our kobold adventurers as they land one of the kobold angel ships, which, mind you, resembles a bat wing. They're called angel ships because they have these wings on either side, but they're painted a matte black so that they can be more easily hidden in the black void of space but one of these things just comes and lands silently next to that lake near fiddle punch's tower in the mountains and fiddle punch is there wearing a pair of sunglasses a hawaiian print shirt a wide-brimmed straw hat and next to him is another gnome who their clothing appears to be grown more than woven i mean it's even going through their beard and they have a very impressive beard. Um, Fiddle Punch has more mutton chops and a handlebar mustache. This gnome looks like all they need is a pointy hat, and they could stand outside someone's door for hours, just hanging out on their lawn. Hmm. And they're both just staring at the ship. Oh, boy. Hello. Did they tell you I was on vacation? Uh, yes. Did they tell you why I was on vacation? No. 
I assume it might have involved scorpions on a stick. I forgot about the scorpions. Actually, not so much. Scorpions are similar to beetles, so... And he looks over at the other gnome next to him and looks back. It's not that big a deal. Uh, no, no. The, um... Is it just the usual group of you, or did you bring any higher-ups with you? No, no higher-ups. Okay, Sniv is annoying. Yeah! Agreed. Alright, we see eye to eye on that. Well, we're roughly the same height. That'll work, too, yeah. That that was a joke. I, I, I... Never mind. Oh, yeah, okay, never mind. right, right. It's... I, I've had some of these today, and he holds up the drink and puts it back down again. Okay. And the other gnome says... You know that's just iced tea. Shh. Anyway, we have what we hope is going to be an interesting problem that we're hoping you can help us out with. Does it have anything to do with the fact that you did not bring the red star with you? Um, Only sideways. We're trying to figure out how to track ships. Specifically, we're trying to track um, elf ships so that we can figure out what they were doing with a bunch of cloud giants trying to attack the moon. That's part of why we don't have the Red Star, because there were rocks involved and... Giants. It's undergoing repairs. <laughs> Love the and we turned the cloaking device on and then... We turned the cloaking device on and then a giant threw a rock through us anyway. Yep. It is very clear that you have watched Fiddle Punch blink once after you have finished talking. <laughs> it is a relatively slow blink, but it is a blink. So, um... I don't much feel like coming out of retirement to do any more work on the moon, thank you very much. Especially now that there are elves and giants up there. As to, I think there was a question in there about tracking ships. Yes. We we can't even track ships in water, and they have a wake. Mm. Once you go up high enough, there isn't an atmosphere anymore, unless the ship is trailing debris or particles, which I guess would technically be small bits of debris like really infinite never mind if it's not leaving a trail you can't track it i suppose in the luminiferous ether there might be kind of a trail actually no by all reports that isn't containable so you sort of just fly through it you'd have to have something on the thing you were tracking or have some means of magically scrying it I mean, I do know a wizard who's really good at divining things, but he doesn't like to be bothered. Oh. Well, we know they didn't make it to the ether. They're stuck in this crystal sphere. Right. They're here somewhere. I mean, not here, here. Well, probably not here. I don't think they're here, here. Right. So, So, um... Yeah. Is there a reason why... We wanted to track down the spaceships because elves and... Elves and giants living together. And we were kind of hoping to track where they went, the elves anyway, so that we could hopefully find a diplomatic solution because there are at least 256 storm giants still on the moon, which is bad. That is a rather binary number. Yes. Yes, the count came from a robot chroma made. His name was Mr. Pointy and he was very helpful. What if the elves are just attacking because they're trapped here? Possible! We should find out. But we can't find out. It doesn't... Okay, if they're attacking because they're mad that they're trapped here, attacking us is not going to get them untrapped. I mean... No, but sending that scouting party... Are you the reason they're trapped? Um... Uh, I don't know how to explain that. 
Fiddle Punch then looks over at Chroma. Are you the reason they're trapped? Uh, okay, there's this thing on the moon that apparently can lock the crystal sphere. It yeah. was on before the mind flare stole the moon. So if they're trapped, they've so probably been that, trapped here for a while. Except it's been turned off at some times. Right, right, yeah. To let out those um, not cobalts that we were fighting. So there's a device on the moon that is capable of taking the crystal sphere at incomprehensibly large cosmological thing beyond understanding and altering it to keep it closed. Yes, and you've been pressing buttons you on it. promise not to tell Sniv, I can even tell you more about it. Fiddle Punch looks at you. Locking the crystal sphere apparently isn't even its main function. There's something inside that it was made to keep inside. We don't know what. Not even a god of knowledge knows what. You know... Best not to ask about that part, though. This is why I enjoyed our time together. Because every time you answer a question, I have like five more. (laughs) Minimum five more. When Chroma opens her mouth, I have like ten more. That's how you know it's good information. Okay, five of the questions I have, however, are questions where I want the answer to be no gods no. But still, my advice is park the ship over there. I'll get you some iced tea. You live here now. (laughs) Because the moon sounds like it's scary. It is, but that's why they put us on the case, because we're kind of the kobold. And we're kind of scary. I mean, really. Also, they're a ragtag band of adventurers. Yes, I know. But we can't just abandon everybody up there. Right. At least I can't. Well, don't you have a whole bunch of kobolds living in the middle of Coomridge anyway? Uh... They can all come down from the moon and live there. Leave the giants up on the moon by themselves and they can throw rocks at each other or whatever giants do. Yeah, but it's it's a cobalt base. It was made by cobalt. It's ours. Also, a god kind of asked us to make sure that thing stays locked. At least until he can figure out what's inside it. The god of knowledge. And I feel kind of responsible for the big sphere thingy now. Oh no. Chroma's adopted a sphere. Uh, Out of character question. Is the moon tidally locked? That is an excellent question to which I don't have an answer. However, I am going to... I'm going to say yes only because it would make sense. Okay. I mean, that's kind of the default for satellites is that natural satellites... They end up doing that, yeah. Yeah. And considering how old Circulus is by canon... I would argue it would make sense for the moon to be tidally locked. Also, spoilers. Hmm. Hmm. Do you have a telescope? Oh! Is pi 3.1415 not... And Fiddle Punch goes on for like half a minute. I didn't hear what Fiddle Punch was saying. Fiddle Punch asks you if pi is... And he begins with 3.14159, but he keeps going for quite some time. Zach's blinks. Like, okay, I don't get this. Yes. The answer is yes. Well, the answer is yes, maybe. But in this case, yes, definitely. This tower was originally constructed. Well, okay, this tower wasn't originally constructed, but the previous tower was originally constructed to house telescopes. It's why it was here. Oh, okay. May we use it? That tower fell down. So, never mind about that. Then I built a new tower, and that tower we turned into a rocket ship and flew that to the other side of the planet. And, right. But then we built a new tower, and this tower is staying here. There was also that one prototype that fell over in the swamp and set on fire. Never mind about that. I just want the telescope. I mean, it's 
kind of belongs at the top of the tower. It's a little big to... I'm not going to take it anywhere. I mean, if you want to take a look at it, sure. Thank you. Okay. Luke and I'll be right back. No problem. All right. Fiddle Punch sets his drink down and starts heading into the tower. I'm just going to follow the lead right now because Neri... Or wait, Zuda? Neri. Neri? Neri sounds like she's got something planned and Zenosha doesn't know where this is going, but you seem like you have an idea, so she's just going to follow along. Yeah, I'm just going to follow along, too. Neri seems to usually be that character that is very quiet, but when she says something, it is worth listening. Hmm. Neri is this campaign's Silent Bob. (laughs) Only she does not resemble Silent Bob in any other way imaginable. (laughs) Which is for the best. Because a kobold that resembles Silent Bob, I would be very concerned. And why would it be hanging outside a convenience store that late at night? Anyway? Never mind about that. <laughs> uh, so, smash cut two. We are at the top of the tower, and there is a very large telescope in the middle. And Phil Punch is saying, "Well, no." Well, Phil Punch is going on about technobabble, but how this telescope. Like most telescopes, you can only use them when the sun is on the other side of the planet because, you know, the bright lights, big city, all that. Um, But this telescope has certain filters in place so that it is still usable even during the daytime, but you don't look through it the same way. It actually projects an image over here by using light refracting and reversing the polarity and wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, spacey-wacy. You press this button and you can see something. Also, don't press that button, because that button turns into a giant robot. I will not press the robot button. 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 I position myself in between Chroma and the giant robot button. Giant is relative. An actual giant would think it is small. But... To well, to a see, gnome, Max is thinking giant robot, hmm, says <laughs> possibility, but yeah, no. There was a previous model telescope that could also turn to a giant robot. Fiddle Punch used it during the the zombie invasion, but never mind about that. So I would like to focus the telescope on the moon. Okay, and I guess project the image. Okay, you see a flat circle of light projected on the projection surface. Quite bright. And if you stick your hand in between the light emitter and the projection surface, you can, in fact, make a variety of shadow puppets. (laughs) Can I make out any details? It depends on how good you are at making shadow puppets. I was going to say on the moon, not the shadow puppets. Okay. Well, you weren't clear, so I picked the funnier answer. (laughs) Fair. Um, Well, there is a dial on it that says 1x, 2x, 3x. It, It should not be able to have all the number followed by X on it as you turn it. Just looking at one side and you see 1X, 2X, 3X, you're like, okay, well, if I turn it all the way around, it might get up to 10X if I'm lucky, but you can keep turning it and there's more numbers. That's about par for the course. Um, Fiddle Punch gives it a spin and you zoom in really far. Whoa. <laughs> a little snail looks up at you. Do you mind? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm joking. You cannot hear something from space. <laughs> In space, yeah, no one can hear a snail be upset that you have invaded their privacy. Here can read lips. <laughs> that is inspiration because I don't have a comeback for that. <laughs> it's a snail. <laughs> this is a very serious game. 
right, I'm going to pan the telescope across the surface of the moon and see what details I could make out. Are there any particular coordinates you're looking for? Well, Do I know what coordinates are bases at? Oh, the moon base, I've got those. And Fiddle Punch moves some dials, and you are looking at the moon base. All right, so um, we could start there. And um, oh, you've been making convertible ships. That is a really small model. That that, that that's not yeah about that. That's the head of the Red Star. Yeah, just the just the head. Yep, it's getting worked on. I think. Um, I don't think there's enough left it. for it to be worked on. I don't know. But yeah, giants, giants, giant threw a rock through it. I mean, Zenosha, weren't your mushrooms in the back? Yes, but as of, as others have said, I'm trying to imagine it more like we seeded mushrooms on the moon. Don't break my delusion. Well, that's not actually much of a delusion. That makes total sense. But here's the thing: you know how Dax started planting trees, right? So I added a feature to this telescope that let me track plant life. To see how the trees were doing. Wait, 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 wait. I feel like I should know something about elf ships we've seen in plant life. Wait, were the elf ships the giant tree ships? Or am I thinking of something else? Um, the elf ships were described as looking kind of like dragons because they were big, green, and looked like they had wings. And they didn't look like, look like they were built so much as they looked like they were organic. Okay. So right. can you track... If that's so, then if they're plant, can your telescope find them? I mean, I was thinking of trying to track the mushrooms. Well, that too, yeah, but we're not, we're not, you know, we're not planning on attacking the mushrooms. <laughs> Probably. Okay, so what should we look for? Just plant life somewhere where we wouldn't expect it to be. I mean, I only had a handful of mushrooms, so that should be easy to distinguish my scattered mushrooms from an organic ship. It amuses me that you stated we're going to look for plant life where we wouldn't expect it to, and the moon in general is still not the correct answer. <laughs> but Fiddle Punch is saying this as he's adjusting dials. Okay, and according to this, um, average, average plant growth. Okay, well, that, that. Okay, margin of error, carry the three. And 666 repeating, of course. Uh, Okay, that's a chicken. Never mind about that. Um, (laughs) At least we have it. And I'm going to make a roll. All right, I found it, I think. You did? Well, so here's the thing. I have found an it. The question is, what it is it? Well, let's see. So long as it's not a clown. A what? A clown. Why, Why would it be it? Are you okay? I suffered severe damage earlier. Okay, you might want to check with your dad. In any case, uh, so we zoom in, and we zoom in, and we zoom in, and we see, and you're looking at the projection, and you see nothing. Well, you see regolith. Hmm. Oh! I don't think that works. Oh, wait. Let me zoom in, and zoom in, and eventually you're zoomed in on a single mushroom. Oh, I thought it was the root. The what? It was a thing. They tried to eat all the ships. I mean, they didn't try to eat all the ships, but they tried to wrap up all the ships. Yeah. It's been handled, I think, mostly. Okay, but you're looking at a moon somewhere 
Yeah. You're looking at the moon, but you're looking at a mushroom on the moon that, according to the coordinates, is quite some distance away from anywhere the kobolds tend to hang out. So this is probably in the general vicinity of where your ship got damaged. So if we trace a straight line between here and the coordinates for the moon base, then we just push the telescope in this direction and he slaps a lever and the telescope shifts in a way where anyone who knows anything about telescopes would say that is too much of a shift for you to be able to track it properly because you're looking at very fine adjustments. But for the aesthetic, the telescope has been programmed to pretend to move a lot anyway. <laughs> because Dag Nabbit, it looks cooler. But the gyroscope inside that points the lens in the same spot. Never mind. Um, and you see... Okay, well, that's a little weird. It looks like just like a white um, thing. It looks almost like fabric or, or fibrous. Does it look like a cloud? I wonder if that's one of their clouds. I mean, clouds wouldn't look like... That That almost looks like... Oh, I know what that is. You do? What is it? What is it? Fiddle Punch zooms out a little bit. It's the top of a cloud giant's head. Wow. I was still zoomed in to see the mushroom. Hmm. Wait, wait, okay. I, I don't think I fought... A cloud giant, and I mean, other than the one that was minimized temporarily, but if they, if he was one, are they actually made of cloud? Nope. Okay. If they were, that'd be worse. Probably. Good to know, though. The cloud giant walks out of frame. Where is he going? I don't know. I'm surprised I zoomed in on a cloud giant's head. I think that's kind of neat. Let yeah, me zoom out a little yeah. bit more. And as Fiddle Punch zooms out more, you begin to see more of an area that looks like it's got structures being built. Uh, zooms out more, and you see that part of what's being built is hidden underneath a very large cloud. Zooms out more, you see that there is, in fact, a castle built on top of the cloud. But there is an outer fortification that's being built out and further around that. The cloud structure is in the middle, with the wall they're being built. Hiding it. Okay. Like, at the very least, they're preventing a ground assault. And they already took out a lot of ships for an air. Seems like that would be a good strategy. Yeah, unless you have something else. I mean, how many working ships you got? Not many, I don't think. We have a dragon. Maybe, if Gox wants to. Haven't actually asked him yet. So, my advice is to either offer Gox bacon. Well, yeah, I mean. Or tell him that it's an opportunity to protect the weak. Well, that's obvious. Or offer bacon in return for him helping to protect the weak. I think that's a surefire thing. <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might be. We still aren't any closer to figuring out where the elves are. I mean, I'm assuming they're not hiding their ships on cloud giant heads. I don't think the scale of that works out. I mean, the cloud giants are big, but they're not that big. They're really only right. huge. So they're not like huge giant crabs. So basically, we're at a point where we know the cloud giants are building something. And we can't track down the elves because they flew off into space. Well, mind you, you said their ships looked like they were organic. Uh-huh. We so... didn't get uh, too close, but yeah. Okay, well, this doesn't mean I can find them. But if the ships are in some way plant life, that's what I built the tracker to detect. Right. I mean, there is some variation for it. Mushrooms aren't exactly plants for real. They're, they're a fungi, and I was able to track them. It's I put in a lot of variables. Never mind about that. So I could just say, hey, don't look on the moon. Don't look on Circulus. But 
look for plants. Worth a shot, I suppose. Yep. Now, mind you, there's a lot of space out there that's predominantly empty. So I could press these buttons, but we might want to get a long rest before we get any results. Possibly more than one. Hmm. Meanwhile, whatever's going on up there keeps going. I mean, there's a lot of sky. True, yeah. You want instantaneous results, it might take you longer to find a wizard who can get you those. And if the elves are using yeah, enough magic, not, it might not be useful. It's hmm. not like the moon base is undefended while we're not there. It's got some defense. One can hope. Yeah, and besides, the, the cloud giants are building something. They... They're probably planning on building it for a while, so... Well, is your mom still up there? Yes. Probably. I have no idea where she is, but probably. Science points to probably. Is your grandfather still up there? What am I saying? Your grandfather's pretty much always near your mom. But in any case, chances are the moon base is very well defended. And Gux is still up there, and Marlise is still up there, probably. Yeah, moon base is well defended. So... We probably, and they look like they're not stopping building anytime soon. So I'll punch in the coordinates and we'll see if it can do anything. So I will allow you to take a long rest at this point. And roughly a long rest later, a beeping Mm -hmm. sound encourages all of you to stop whatever activities you were doing and head back up to the telescope because the beeping sound, Fiddle Punch tells you, is apparently its indication that it has in fact found something that is not on the moon, but resembles plant life. <gasps> okay. I would run over and look, but I am not the one who's good at the looking. Also, please don't press any buttons on the telescope because I'm afraid that you would press the one that turns it into a giant robot. Oh, no. I will that. not press any of the buttons, including and especially the giant robot button. It is actually under a little plastic shield, or the equivalent of plastic. And there is a sign on top of it engraved in the crystal plastic stuff that says, do not press. This button turns it into a giant robot. Yes, this means you. Zeely, yes, this means you. Actually, no, that's Zeely. <laughs> Chroma, Chroma. Different character, same player. Uh, yeah, same player. Now, you oddly know, I was fully, fully prepared to accept that the button had been there for that long. Well, this telescope was built since you went up to the moon. Oh. Yeah. It, it was um, it was built with certain settings that allowed Fiddle Punch to track plant growth on the moon. So, had to have been built since then. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So, let's take a look. And Fiddle Punch presses a button, and all you see is a field of green. Okay. Okay. Oh. I know this is a running gag that I'm often at the wrong magnification, but let's just adjust. It's not zoomed in. Can we zoom out? It's zoomed out all the way. Uh, What are we looking at? Green. I didn't hear that. Green. It's not even soilent. (laughs) Well, I say we check it out. I guess. How do you intend to check it out? I don't know. Um. I'm going to write down the coordinates. The coordinates are straight up. Oh. Okay. Okay, so... I'm going to go outside and look up. (laughs) I was waiting for someone to say that. You go outside and look up, and you see a very large green... Well, you would recognize it as a ship because you're a kobold that's been in space. It looks very organic. 
There's a spot that you would argue could be a tail. There's a spot that you could or would argue could be a head. But neither the tail or the head really are tail and a head. It's like you squint at it sideways. And it is, in fact, hovering just a few feet above the telescope. Oh! I guess and, we should go up and wave. And that is where we're going to end it for tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> you found the elves! Right above. If it's hovering right above the telescope, that's going to make it really hard for us to search for the elf ship. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game. This very serious game. Oh, so much. Thank you all for playing. Thank you all for listening. Tonight I was joined by a collection of incredibly awesome people, including Eo, Jen, Cindy, Ellie, Archbeth, LFA. I have been Crash. Is there anything that anyone wants to plug? And we're all politely waiting for somebody to go first. My mom writes books. You can find them at elizabeth-mccoy.com And Jen has muted because background noise from the neighbors. But I'm sure Jen would want us... Because I think we need to plug Jen. I'm pretty sure Jen would want us to mention that you can find their blog and podcast at bookofjen.net and also, I believe they have a Redbubble, which I don't remember the Redbubble off the top of my head. But it might even be linked on bookofgen.net. Okay. So, it isn't. But, um, anything else? Not for me. I mean, there is noel.codes. Yeah, but there's not a whole lot there. Yeah, but... I should do something there, about that. There's some cool things there. Right, uh, we also have a patron. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted it. Me too. My neighbors um, okay. moved or walked away or something. So, yeah, there is a Redbubble. Um, it's on Redbubble. It's Book of Jen, just like the website. And right now it has drawings of some of the different classes of the kobolds in the kobolds in yes, you can get them on a t-shirt. t-shirt and, and yeah, like all kinds of stuff. All right. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gaming. You can help us keep the lights on, along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Natalok, Mickey, Shanshan, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, They did what? Well, that is very unexpected. Keep me informed, will you? Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.